So copper, huh? What brought cop? Well, yeah. maybe let's let's save it for the show. Oh, okay. it's not a good story. All right. Well, then tell me now. <laughs> I think I was looking at copper fittings, and then I, Grant's like, "What are you guys going to do a podcast on this week?" And I said, "Copper or pregnancies." And then he was like, "Copper." Like that show? Yeah, the show. And I was like, yes, we're going to do it on the show, Copper, which is about a man made out of copper. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a robot. We have this not funny uh, running joke about the show Copper on BBC, where I come up with alternate things that it could be about, other than a policeman. This is pretty funny <laughs> to me. It's about a man who's made out of copper, and he solves mysteries. And it's about a guy who owns a copper mine, and it's about the. It's actually an ensemble cast about people who work in the copper mine and uh, workers' rights, and that actually seems like it yeah, might be interesting. I would watch this show definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's actually it's it's a misspelling of clopper. It's about a horse. <laughs> it's about a- Hello, it's the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim DeHobbs, and with me, as ever, she's 83% copper, 45% gorgeous sunlight painting. Catherine, should we just get this over with? Do you want to tell the people how great you look in the dappled sunlight coming through your window? I'm really enjoying the sunset right now. It has a beautiful copper glow, (laughs) and it really is matching with my complexion as it reflects onto me. Guys, Catherine, Catherine and I get on the line with each other, and we talk for a little while before we actually start the show proper. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. we've been talking for about 15 minutes, and Catherine has mentioned to me no less than four times how good she looks <laughs> with this particular light. So everyone get that in your head. Really just savor it. Let's all just think about the sun coming in well, through that Roosevelt Seattle window. Great, you don't have a great connection tonight, and it's just you're really missing out on how great I look this evening. And... I'm just, I just, I'm glad that someone is here to appreciate it and that someone is me. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying it's good to be here. How do you look? (laughs) Let's not talk about it. This week, (laughs) we are talking about, uh, alluded to early on, uh, copper, the metal, the legend, the mystery, copper. (laughs) What is the legend of copper? Do tell. Oh, there's so much legend of copper. So copper is uh, our oldest metal. Did you know that? So we had well, well for real. There's sort of gold, but like I kind of don't count gold because it's sort of like gold is its own thing over here. Um, okay. Gold is outside of the window. The copper is in there with you, sharing its luster and that beautiful light. Um, right. Yeah. Copper is the most approachable of metals. <laughs> so we had we had uh, as a uh, species we had dominion over gold and uh, meteoric iron. So like iron that like came down in a meteor and like just was in a chunk somewhere and someone found it was like, whoa, crazy. We didn't have, know how to like, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you eat some mushrooms, stumble onto a meteor, and then you go, whoa, yeah, dude. It's pretty intense. I go nuts. <laughs> um, so is it like, dude, where's my woolly mammoth? <laughs> I feel like Is we're really, this isn't the best, uh, anthropological timeline. Um, maybe not. Yeah. No. We've, we've, we've mixed a lot of things and we've named everyone Og. Dude, where's my wheel? 
Where is that wheel? <laughs> uh, just make Seriously. a new one from this iron. Um, it doesn't seem like the wheel was all that great of an invention. It seems like the axle was the real well, invention. Yeah, but I feel like an axle is like you get a stick. So like when you get a patent, right, it has to be uh, unique and non-obvious. So if a pr- uh-huh. practitioner in the field of sticks would be able to easily think, oh, stick, go, and wheel, um, then I think you wouldn't get that patent. Right. right. But I mean, the wheel isn't all that inspirational because it's really just a, a round rock would suffice. Sure. But, you know, if no one had uh, it's So it's really more of an application patent. So you say, you know, I, I'm thinking of the first time to use this rock for uh, or use any rock. Um and maybe, I mean, in some patents, you tend to call out, uh, like, the specific claims that you're making. So, in this say, you know, uh, I, I claim that, uh, the use, uh, the use of a rock of roundness of at least pretty round, uh, with an axle inserted can be good for transport. Sure. Although, the, the, like, the typical, like, oh, look, I'm moving things, uh, with just, like, a stone wheel with one axle that they show mm-hmm. in cartoons. I mean, that's basically that weird, what, what is that thing where it's, like, a wheel and an axle and some kind of gyroscope that keeps it up and people can ride around on these. I feel like you were telling me about this the other day. Was I? Yeah, it's like in a city, like, you know, someone might have this like a little electric thing that is basically two little bars to stand on oh, and the then a wheel. Oh, solo wheel. The solo oh, wheel. Oh, yeah. It's displacing the Segway, I guess. <laughs> that, that huge market <laughs> is finally being disrupted. <laughs> no, I swear to God. Okay, well, to be fair, I've started spending a lot more time on a college campus but i saw what at least one person riding around on a solo wheel which we will link to in the blog just downtown and i have seen no less than four distinct individuals riding around on different solo wheels how do i remember that they were distinct because they each had a a separate douchey other thing (laughs) go on i'd like to hear more uh one of them just had kind of a dumb backpack that i didn't really like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right I, i've had enough um uh no no no. one of them had had an e-cigarette that one was the most memorable oh well i don't know it's still been regular cigarettes one of right them had transition glasses you know transition Are glasses that's a real that's a real sore point for me because i feel like yes it is convenient that to do the mm-hmm. uh transition from sunglasses outdoors to regular glasses it indoors it's you know all right yeah. sure fine but like man like people look horrible with them right they really do. Yeah, they I don't, really do. Like, why is this still a thing? Like, I don't know. I don't know. There's just something know. about that, just like slightly tinted look that happens when it's not like totally dark in the room you're in. That is just like, ah, oh, man, you look like, like a fool. Like a fool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. It, I appreciate the practicality of it, but at the same time, I have, I have no space in my life for you not looking the best that you can. Yeah. <laughs> All I ask If you is don't perfect. have someone who can shine rosy sunset glow on you 24-7, why are we having this conversation? <laughs> well, I'll point out that it's dark now. That was a quick sunset. I it, Yeah. It's gorgeous, though. It's still kind of glowing, but it's reflecting less on me. Here. Right. Um, oh, uh, so moving on about the copper. Um, so, yeah, copper was the first one that uh, we uh, exerted our dominion over. Um, so low, low those many years ago. I don't know. They found some Iranian copper jewelry, I guess. It's pretty, right? Copper's pretty. Copper's so pretty. It's like, when it's shiny, it is shiny. And it's like the prettiest color of like rose and red and pink. I love copper. Yeah, I agree. Um, (laughs) Oh, 
maybe you can disagree with me. That's fine. But, you know, I like copper and I'm entitled to my likes. And oh, what other great metals are there? Well, so in, <laughs> All the great metals. Every one of them. Uh, it's kind of interesting. There's, there's actually not a lot of colored elements. And so I promised myself, I made a promise to myself when we got into this podcast, that it would not become a chemistry lesson on the periodic table because it's so boring. <laughs> But, uh, one, uh, one, one thing I will say is that, uh, cesium, gold, uh, osmium, and copper are the only four elemental metals that are not just silver or gray. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. So you know why? This why? Is, this is the extent of the chemistry. No, there's a little more later. But, um. Okay. So, uh, so the thing that sets copper apart from uh, a lot of other metals, um, and also gold and silver is mm-hmm. that, uh, they are in the section of the periodic table where they have a full, what we call the D orbital, um, which is just, I don't know, like imagine a solar system and like it's full to one level. I know this is not correct. Okay. Chemistry people, but, uh, for the, for the quick and dirty, <laughs> it's like all the chairs, it's like, it's like, the, um, atoms are made up of rooms surrounding uh, other rooms, surrounding yeah, okay. other rooms. Yep. And each room has a certain number of chairs in it. Uh-huh. And this room specifically that we're going to call the D orbital room, all of the chairs are full yeah. with electrons. Imagine a Ted talk where, where there is a main stage. Yes, you can get seating there, but they have an overflow okay. room and then they project it mm-hmm. onto that. But then there's a sort of even lesser overflow room and then there's an alley right. you can stand in. And so what I'm saying is all or, the rooms yeah, are full. Like and a balcony. <laughs> There's there's one guy hanging out in the alley, this one uh, electron in the S orbital, um, and uh, apparently the energy it takes to get uh, in in and out of the theater. <laughs> this metaphor is terrible. Um, <laughs> uh, that that one um, that one electron, if it's uh, it, I guess jumping back and forth between a d orbital and an s orbital, uh, that energy level that it takes corresponds to orange mm-hmm. light, same amount of energy. Now, that is really interesting. I, oh man, chemistry never ceases to amaze me. Yeah, well, so, uh, one, one of the things that I found when I was researching this is that I found the sort of chemical aspect of it, the like, oh, well, this electron sits here or this, you know, works over here, like sort mm-hmm. of interesting. Like I could kind of think through about why that was interesting, but the stuff that like really grabbed me was more like uses for the stuff and how, uh, we can make use of the fact that it's reddish for uh, applications later That's on. That's why you're an engineer. Yeah, I think that is why I'm an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I guess uh, I guess that guidance counselor was right. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Alex. Thanks, Miss Alex. Yeah, there you go. Do you think she still? Do you think she kept her name? Do you think she got married? Uh, I think she was married. I think that was her um her married name. Oh, so she was Mrs. Alex. Oh yeah, I guess so. Mm, I think I think Ms. Alex. And she preferred to be referred to as Ms. Alex. Ms. Yeah, there you go. Just like that magazine. Plan to keep my name. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, But you're only planning. You never know what'll happen. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you know life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get busy making some other plans, and we'll come back in a moment on the Doom to Fail podcast. Are you saying you're not coming? Yeah. 
and we're back on the Demon Phil podcast talking about copper. So, Catherine, I want you to reach in your pocket and pull out a shiny nickel. I don't have pockets and I don't carry <laughs> cash. <laughs> so, no and no. I thought about starting the show with this, this like little uh, intro, little trick. Uh, and then I was like, that won't work for a lot of reasons. Because <laughs> who carries change? What kind of monster? Who has pockets? Well, I'm sorry. I don't wear, I don't wear the, the chicest of the chic like you do. No, I just, I just don't wear pants really i just hate pants can i just can i just get it out there i hate pants pants Uh, are so awful all right well save it for the pants podcast pants cast the new spinoff from the doom to fail network pants cast pants cast uh talking about copper um so the reason (laughs) that i told you to uh pull out a nickel is that uh i was gonna trick you because you'd think we would talk about pennies but no we uh are more interested in talking about nickels because they're 75 percent copper they're an alloy Really? Yeah, crazy, right? So copper yeah. is like super into alloys because one super into alloys. It was our first metal. They just got into alloys in college and just like never really recovered. Into just it. always into alloys. Every weekend, alloy, alloy festival. Going to <laughs> It's like you talk to copper at the office and it's always like blah blah blah. I went to this alloy. I went to that I alloy. I went to Zincon. I went to Brastopia. I went to Nickelcon. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, um, because it's soft, right? So, uh, bronze has that, sorry, brass. Nope. Keep it going. Mm. Copper. <laughs> Cycling through all of the alloys of copper. Uh, <laughs> co- copper has that one, uh, extra electron that hangs out in the alley. Uh, <laughs> it bothers people, basically. <laughs> but. <laughs> this alloy seems like, is it asking people for change? Definitely. It's like, hey, spare oh. an electron, spare an electron. <laughs> we could do like an ionic hookup. Um, so, uh, yeah, actually, okay, so I got it wrong. The, the real key is that the, uh, the theater is full, right? So the D block is full, yeah. um, which is apparently the reason that it's soft. Uh, I didn't really get deep into the, the, you know, deep chemical reason for why that is, but I guess it doesn't like grab onto itself or, or it doesn't have covalent bonding, strong covalent bonding. So it doesn't okay. tend to share electrons because the theater's full. So it's not like you have to do this thing where you're like, all right, everybody, uh, you know, you partner with a bar across the street where it's like everyone goes to the bar and you kind of share the patrons back and forth. You don't have to do that because the yeah. theater's full. That's happy. And then, you know, the bar across the street, which is another molecule of copper, is also totally happy because its bar's full and it doesn't really want anyone else. And there's two loners yeah. in the alley <laughs> fighting with Aww. knives. <laughs> um but okay, so the point is they don't interact a lot, uh, and you know there's there's way more in depth thing to talk about here. But apparently that makes it kind of soft and like because it sort of rolls over each other, um, right? In a the sea of electrons, you know, something like that. Uh, whatever. Um, uh, the other thing that the uh, reading about this made me was like, oh, I never learned a lot about metal chemistry. <laughs> Just went like straight to organic and like ah, good enough. Hmm. Well, yeah, no, it is um, because of the non-strong covalent bonding that makes a metal valuable, or excuse me, malleable. Mm-hmm. Because it allows the molecules to just like kind of flow all over each other, and it's like, all right, other molecule, I'll see you later. I'm going over <laughs> here. And the other molecules, or not molecule, excuse me, atom, the is saying like, bye, okay, I'll see you later. Be cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's Catch like it's like party. having a lot of casual friends who you might meet for brunch, but there's like as good a chance that you're just gonna blow them off. 
Yeah, totally. That is what copper is like. Yep. Oh, copper's a dick. Oh, man. Look at this. Copper's like, it's, it's talking to your off at the office about, about Iridium Con. <laughs> and then it doesn't even meet you for brunch. Aww. Hey, man, we should hang out later. And you're like, yeah, definitely. And then it's just kind of like text you last 10 minutes after it was supposed to meet you and be like, oh, man, I don't think I'm going to make it. I found some other copper. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I got a text from you that was like, so I'm sorry I can't meet up, but I found my exact double. I feel like, okay, you need to do this. <laughs> is the do, like, we both know what the do is. The do is, I, I need to have sex with myself, right? Yeah, no, definitely. That's I think obvious. that is okay. next step. Just uh, making sure that we're all on the same page. I think you need that experience. I think we all do. Yeah, I think, I think when, I think that is the key thing to take in once you uh, mm-hmm. meet your double. That's the thing number one, and then you can get down to business. But copper is all like ductile. It's just kind of like rolling around. <laughs> afraid of commitment, afraid of covalent bonds. Um, but so, so if you interrupt the, uh, the matrix of like all these copper atoms that aren't like super happy being next to each other with some other stuff, then you can actually harden it. You make it less ductile. Um, and you can do uh, cool stuff with it, which is one of the reasons that we uh, make lots and lots of alloys with it, including nickel, which is apparently resistant to seawater. Uh, we call it a cupro nickel. Uh, mm. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's resistant to seawater. That's cool. Um, that is cool. Yeah. Uh, and then, Is it because um, it's not magnetic, right? Uh, nickel's magnetic, isn't it? I don't no. know. Is it? I don't think it is. Huh. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll look that up in a minute. Um, yeah, but then also bronze. Uh, hence the Bronze Age. That's when we stepped from, hey, we extend our dominion over copper, and then we found the next step, which is like, we can make this copper a lot harder if we add in some tin. So we throw some tin in there, and uh, hmm. it gets real hard, which is cool. And then uh, you can make some like weapons cool. or like some armor or like whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just kind of get into what you feel like getting into. I feel like it's sort of like joining the joining the navy for copper. Like it's yeah, it's been kind of yeah. like blasé. It's been like hanging out, just kind of doing what it feels like. And then it's like it's time <laughs> to shape up. I need some order in my life, so I'm going to some become structure. Yeah, certainly. I'm going to form myself into a crystal lattice with tin, <laughs> and then I'm going to war. By the way, nickel. Is magnetic. I was there you wrong. Go. Okay. Yeah, because it's like nickel and cobalt are like the big ones. And iron, I guess. Iron, um, yeah. Uh, more, on, more on that in a future episode, I'm sure. Gadolinium. G- oh. Neodymium. Neodymium. And samarium. Yeah. Or samarium. So, yeah. I don't know. All those high number elements that no one cares about. Uh, <laughs> Sick bird. <laughs> take that, samarium. <laughs> what now, Californium? Bunch of jerk things. I don't know. I, I don't like the elements that are named after, uh, named after just like some scientist or some place where it was discovered. Cause I don't know. The whole thing seems No, fake. I didn't like that either, but then I realized that germanium and francium are named after places too. Well, francium's not real. Oh. Francium, yeah. Yeah, no, it's sort of real, but it's like, it's not like, it doesn't really matter to your everyday life, I feel like. Mm, Maybe yours. I don't know. No. Well, I've seen it put into a bathtub with water. Really? That was awesome. Oh, because it just blew the heck up. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, cool. So, uh, speaking of place names, Copper is actually named for uh, Cyprus. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Uh, but that makes so much sense, though. Cradle of civilization and all that. Mm-hmm, exactly. It was it was uh, basically called uh, Metal from Cyprus. That's what it translated ah. to in Greek. Um, I, th- I think it was like Cupricum or something. I don't know. It wasn't exact, exactly the same. Cupricon. Uh, <laughs> the only Kubla-con. place to mix and match with all different kinds of crystal lattices for your uh, your alloys. <laughs> it's kind of a networking event. <laughs> oh. oh, copper sounds more and more insufferable. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like so I was researching all this and I was like I'm starting to really like feel copper. I was like I was like, ah, oh, this is like a cool metal. I'm like really into copper. But yeah, now that we keep talking about it, I'm like, I don't know, copper. Oh. <laughs> Man, it's, maybe in ten years, but like not now. <laughs> you know, it's because when you meet copper at the networking event, it seems like they're the only cool metal there and you're like well finally i met someone who's interesting finally i didn't waste my time at one of these networking events and then you realize that they don't really do anything they just go to the networking events yeah and they go to alloys and <laughs> oh god hang out in alleys and fight each other <laughs> that's electrons you're, you're mixing the metaphors it's already confusing enough <laughs> it is confusing you're right you're right oh uh, boy uh this is all right just uh, speaking of maturing and getting older, and, and maybe copper will come out of this phase. I don't know if it will, because it's so freaking old. There is a copper mine <laughs> in Sweden called the Great Copper Mine that opened in 1000 AD and closed in 1990. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. They're like, That's yep. amazing. I really think they should have held it open for 10 more years just to get that full thousand. What is that, a millennium? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Although, I guess it probably didn't open in 1000 AD exactly. That's probably a mm. circa. But Fair enough. I don't know, it like made me think about just like you forget about like all the ways that uh I don't know, Lord of the Rings is based on things, I guess. Like all the ancient minds. I'm like, oh, those were things from times. You could literally have like ancient mining people in twelve hundred. Yeah. They yeah. probably weren't dwarves, but you know. Well, probably not. We don't know. A lot of text. They were is Nordic missing. though. <laughs> you ever heard this theory that like uh, the 400 years from 1200 to 1600 just didn't happen. It was like a fluke okay. of calendar keeping. <laughs> okay, can we can we take a moment here? Yeah, let's do it. Human history is not like like a comic book continuum. It it's like it's for real. It's uh, it's like a thing that ha- it's no no don't give me that no. It's not like you can have some sort of head cannon about human history. <laughs> I will. I mean, I just you know feel- what happens when people have headcanon about human history. We get stuff like Holocaust deniers. All right, point made. You hear this theory think- about how we didn't land on the moon? I think you won this one with your bringing up of Hitler. Fine, <laughs> go straight for the jugular, will you? Oh, I also went to the moon landing. Yeah. Oh, went to the moon landing. Good for you. Landed on that moon. Thank you. All right. Well, only in my head cannon. This is what happens. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get my head cannon on straight when we come back in just a moment on the Doom to Fail podcast. Thank you. 
and we're back on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about copper, the metal from Cyprus. Perhaps you've heard of it. It's very, uh, it's very playing into <laughs> copper's like, copper's like networking thing. It's like, oh, well, I just had like some really good lunch meetings with copper. You know, maybe you've heard of it. The metal from brass. <laughs> Top brass, if you will. Ooh, he's working Aww. with copper. <laughs> Man, brass is cool too. Maybe you've heard of his BBC show, Copper. <laughs> it's a fine show. What's it about, Catherine? It's about a guy who opens a copper mine. I really like going back to the copper mine. Yeah. Copper mines it's are. It's not about. No, I'm lying to everyone. It's about a guy who is a police detective. Yeah, I said police detective. Uh, in like old timey New York, right after the Civil War, and all right, uh, consult your local listings. Uh, <laughs> um, it's fine. It's a. It's okay. It's it's an all right show, <laughs> but it's called Copper, and you can think it's about of a lot of different things other than the thing it's about. That's my only point about it is that it's not a very clear name. <laughs> you know what it could be about? It could be about an antibacterial metal. That's right. I'm telling or you right now. Side. What? Spermicide. Copper's a spermicide? Oh, right, because it's yeah. an IUD, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the old-timey IUD is a copper IUD. Oh, interesting. Because it By old-timey, I mean like 70s. Well, back when people wore <laughs> stovepipe hats and copper IUDs. You know, <laughs> it was the kind they used in that BBC show, Copper. It's okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, no. Well, so that makes sense because copper doesn't degrade uh, in water, but uh, it does mm -hmm. slowly oxidize if left out uh, in the air, as we see with the Statue of Liberty. Um, although, yeah. interestingly, uh, it's just the surface. That oxidation layer protects from further oxidation. So the deep undercarriage of the Statue of Liberty, uh, wherein she wears her IUD, this has gotten real gross, is, uh, is super uh, lustrous and, and red and great. <laughs> Oh boy. So you're saying she's red where it counts? Why don't you, gross, uh, though. why don't you're you change gross. the subject? <laughs> this is so gross. <laughs> um, oh, oh, also a fun fact, something I learned because I went on the Seattle underground tour. Um, and apparently Seattle has a rich history of prostitution because of the gold rush mm -hmm. and the lumber industry. And it was just, you know, kind of a, a blue collar town for a very long time. Um, because of all of the natural resources. So there was a lot of prostitution that kind of followed that. And one method that many of the prostitutes would use uh, to, as a contraception is they would just stick a half dollar up there because it would have copper in it. No, still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, there, there was like all sorts of jokes, like don't take a half dollar from a prostitute or something. Huh. I guess we yeah. used to use half dollars a lot more. It's not really common these <laughs> days. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Um, I mean, nickels aren't even common anymore. <laughs> it's true. No one has them. No pockets. Can't hold them. No. No pockets. But yeah, so it's antimicrobial because uh, I, I guess so all these uh, microbes have the ability to uptake copper ions, right? Because there's actually lots of uh, proteins, I guess, that require a copper stuck onto a long carbon chain or something um 
So, like, you know, cells need it for some reasons. But they don't need a lot. But they have the ability to take in some. So if you sit them on copper, it's like, uh, you know, sending uh, somebody to a buffet. And they're just like, well, I should probably eat a lot. Because I don't know how long I'm going to be here or whatever. Like, it, everything kind of just diffuses in. And then you have just way too much copper going on. And it, like, really mucks, mucks stuff up. It's like Charlie Chaplin inside the gears in that old movie. Um, was that Modern Times? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm back on copper's side. <laughs> it's really messing with stuff. Take that, Pseudomonas originosa. <laughs> and Aww. sperm, I guess. Um, Take that, working conditions. <laughs> that's right. Copper's really Take a... That bourgeoisie. <laughs> Copper's really a commentary on, uh, you know, the, the working class versus the bougie, bougie class. The bougers. The bougers. Like the hoosiers. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the uh, nickname of... Uh, I don't know. There's no particularly rich. Connecticut. You know what? Connecticut. That's exactly what it is. Oh. It's the nickname of the Connecticuts. People say it's the nutmeggers. It's not. It's the Boozers. Go Boozers. <laughs> oh, why haven't they changed the team names yet? I just had this idea a minute ago, and now <laughs> they just haven't implemented this. It's crazy. Oh, I'm sorry. Even in this internet age, we still get let down. Mm. Oh, well. What are you going right to do? The right things don't get out there. Um... Yeah, so I don't know. I, there, there's all these ca- kind of crazy studies. I don't know. Studies that have excited me about, like, if you make uh, public uh, things that p- the public touches a lot out of copper instead of other things, um, you end up with uh, less germ spread all in all. So, like, public railings, doorknobs. Uh, there's been extensive studies on uh, hospitals. So, like, hospital beds and hospital uh, doorknobs again and, and stuff like that. So, like, more you make out of copper. I keep thinking about keyboards because they're probably super gross. It's just like, what if we could, like, copper line them? be cool yeah yeah does it work it wouldn't work with an alloy would it um you know that's a good question i don't know maybe because i've seen some like i don't know brass always feels dirty to me you know Mm. what i mean so i was reading a little on brass and they mentioned that there's like an aluminum silicate that uh often forms around it and i don't know if that's just something that has to do with the brass production process or if that's something they do on purpose um Mm. because that's like why uh uh, like brass instruments tend to, you know, stay relatively shiny. I guess unless they get all beat up, but like, right, um, yeah, because they actually have a clear coating over the brass part. So yeah, I don't know, maybe something like that. I'm not really sure. Me neither. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, it's fun to imagine. It sure is. <laughs> I'm having a great time. Ah, uh, gosh, what else? So, uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's go to the, let's go to my notebook here. Um, <laughs> What else? What else? Uh, like so I was riding the train it. the other day, and <laughs> um, so the thing about copper being antimicrobial is that sometimes it's not because it can actually, uh, let's see, Chromobacterium violaceum and Pseudomonas florensis. Oh, Pseudomonas florensis! I've heard of that one before. Can't be that rare. Um, can mobilize solid copper as a cyanide compound. So there's Whoa. these like, uh. <laughs> My understanding of this this quick pass through of this this uh, study is that uh, there are like fungus and bacteria that can eat copper, <laughs> which is like really freaking me out, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I've never thought about a metal rotting, uh, which is probably overstating it slightly, but oof, man, what's happening? What is happening? <laughs> a sample fungus of the Aspergillus niger was found growing from gold mining solution. Oh, crazy. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I mean. Extremophiles are everywhere. I guess. And, and only the most extreme places, though. They're not in any, like, boring places. 
Um, like a bowl of sugar. They're always where you wouldn't expect them to mm-hmm. be. <laughs> oh, man, I'm freaking out. Yeah, there's... Yeah, I was looking into very recently some bacteria that grow near the lip of under, like deep, deep, deep underwater volcanoes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they live off of iron. Oh, really? They can like, yeah, huh? They can change the energy state of the iron somehow so that they get uh, some net energy gain. I imagine so. Yeah, it's all we can do. I have not looked at the mechanism. I'm telling you, man. I'm just like. Like the caveman of years past, I am freaking out about copper. And wheel. <laughs> wheel is so crazy. You know, it, it's sweet, right? Because it's like, even an old lover can surprise you now and again. Yeah. I don't know. I'm telling you. I'm, 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 I'm in the tank for copper. I, I know we had a rough patch there in the middle of the podcast, but I'm back. We did. And yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm, you know what? I'm pro Nobody's copper. perfect. Exactly. Nobody's perfect. And, and think... I'm just glad that copper has hobbies. Exactly. It does all this stuff. And uh, it's been with us so long. It's just stuck with us. Tried and true. After we found platinum. After we got palladium. After we mastered iron. Uh, it's still a copper. There for us. There for us when we need it. <laughs> I mean, except that it's running out. But <laughs> yeah, otherwise. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, no, copper um, is... Yeah, so it's crazy. So 95% of... I've said crazy so much in this podcast. 95% have, of yeah. copper has been mined in the past 100 years. Um According wow. to, uh, it was like a copper society or something, you know, like one of the societies for promoting copper. That's whose website I found that in. <laughs> and 50% of all copper ever mined was the last 25 years. Um, so we're pretty into it and we're just going to need it more because in addition to, uh, good, um, good ductile properties, it also transfers electricity really well and heat really well. Mm-hmm. So like, man, mm-hmm. uh, oof, oof. on the plus side though, it's really easy to recycle. Um, so we estimate. Same website that 80% of all copper ever mined is still in use, which is pretty impressive when you think about all that uh, copper coming out of the great copper mine in Sweden. Yeah. Uh, that is really cool. Yeah. It's actually, yeah, it's a little easier once you get the copper. That's the thing. You have to collect it. Mm-hmm. But once you get it, it's a little easier to re, uh, re smelt or whatever they do with copper, uh, than it is to take it from ore. So mm. good news. Good news <laughs> on the copper front. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. Perhaps we should save our worries about uh, resource limitations for a future podcast. A very sad future podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, no, I would like to be happy tonight. Let's end on a happy note. There you go. Copper, my friend, your friend, in a shiny penny and a shiny nickel and a half dollar that's seen better days. <laughs> oh, gross. Right. Gross, gross, gross. Well, until next week, that's Catherine Kilgren over there. Tim Dobbs right over here. She sees what she wants to see. Bye. Oh, right. Bye. <laughs>